Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Paco here with you for another great podcast. And today's podcast is called Forgiving is Not a Synonym for Forgetting. And we're going to get into this topic here soon. But of course, first we must do our truth teller news. Now, this really isn't news as in something that just happened maybe like three weeks ago or so, but I haven't gotten together with you all and done a podcast in a little bit, so I'm going to go back a little bit and cover this. Um, Ebony K. Williams, um, she'll be 40 years old this year, and many of you guys may know her as the woman who did the interview with Ayala, where Ayala had asked her would she date a bus driver, and Ebony responded only if the bus driver was driving um, on the bus, and it led to a lot of backlash, some for Ebony, many against Ebony, and calling out the, I guess, superficiality, the judgmentalness, and whatever whatever other adjective you want to throw out there simply to say that it's not fair to reduce someone's value to their um, occupation when there are so many other great things that, um, can, that can come with a person, that can make a person a great partner um, in a relationship. Um, Ebony, after the negativity, the negative backlash, Ebony tried to backtrack and tried to change it, um, tried to convert it into saying that she wants best for the Black community and that she wants, you know, Black men to do better and all these things. But um, Ebony doesn't date just Black men. Ebony also dates white men. So the idea that she was trying to build the community and and uplift and empower, it's really interesting when she would be willing to put all these resources that she says are so important that we have in our community into another community. So the end result was Ebony looking like a big hypocrite. And something I was surprised that no one had um, said to Ebony was using her age and her biological clock against her. You know, she doesn't have any children, but has the desire to have children. And so she's not in her um, reproductive prime, which would have been a perfect way for people to call her out on that she might not be the most ideal candidate for a man that's looking to get married and have children, that younger women would stand out more as better prospects um, than her, regardless of the money she makes. Because when you look on the list of things that men value the most, um, they're not marrying women based on on their economic powers, basically. They're not looking at women based on, oh, so you can take care of me. You can do all these things for me. Well, let me choose you. They're still looking at women who who would make good mothers and um, who, would, who would make good wives, you know, who would, who would be submissive and, and things of that nature. And Ebony's dominant, larger-than-life, confrontational, nitpicky personality wouldn't exactly put her in the front of the line for something like that. But while Ebony is looking at a man's success in the in the workforce, the workplace, which um, you can say she's had great success in that arena, but she has not had success in her, in her love life and in her personal life. And seeing as she is a woman that does want to have children, um, someone can say that she has failed in doing that in, in, in an orderly fashion based on her own desires. And now she's talking about doing in vitro fertilization and raising a child on her own 
which again would look to me as a failure considering that that was not her original goal, that was not her intention, and that was not what she envisioned for herself. Um, it would go against what we would consider the nuclear family. It would be her making the decision to exclude the father out of the child's life because she wasn't able to keep a man in her life. So I just think it's interesting how, you know, we all can be insensitive and we can say things to people that can be very um, disparaging and that can, can break individuals down, which is essentially what um what Ebony did. I don't really care so much what she claims her intentions were. The result is that a lot of people were offended and it reinforces a lot of things about men and having to reach unrealistic standards and, and, and expectations just to secure certain women. But these women also have have um, areas of undesirability, essentially. And again, um, Ebony, she'll be 40 this year. And let's say if she did meet a guy and when you consider the time that it would take to realistically get to know this person, if, if they had the shared values and the mental fortitude to be together, to raise a child, um, that probably would take a few years. Well, at least if she's going to do it responsibly, which would have her a couple more years into her, into her 40s. So definitely not an ideal situation. So Ebony probably needs to look in the mirror and um, focus more on herself than focus on the men driving the bus. Maybe she might need to be riding the bus. But moving past all that, enough on Ebony. What has brought us here together is forgiving is not a, syn a synonym for forgetting. And the inspiration behind this podcast is really just the Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, you know, when it gets to the summer, late spring, summer, we, we begin these discussions, um, early summer, we begin these discussions about Mother's Day and Father's Day, which for a lot of people are great days where they get to go out there and honor their parents and shower them with, with gifts and love and take them out to eat and do all those wonderful things. But unfortunately for a lot of people, these days represent um, pain, represent um, trauma. And a lot of people who are dealing with trauma have very mixed feelings and mixed emotions about Mother's Day and, um, and Father's Day. Some feel, do I call mom or dad? Do I not? Do I buy a gift card or do I just send a card? Um, what should I do? And I, my heart goes out and I, I, I feel some empathy for the people who get stuck in these, um, in these conundrums, constantly trying to figure out what they should do about that parent that maybe hasn't always been there or hasn't been an ideal parent. Um, what should they do on this very day? And generally, I operate from a place of doing what is on your heart. Um, a lot of people think, you know, they, they go ahead and give in and do these things like send cards, send money, um, take people out to dinner, give, give the phone call. And many of people do this because they think that um, it's being the bigger person. They, they feel that if they stay in the fight, um, that they're somehow some way being more noble. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it actually doesn't mean that at all. Um, what is in your heart in these confusing, confusing situations is really what matters. The hell with gestures, taking abuse and stressing over people you can't change and that probably will never change. Um, think of it like when a person you dated comes back around and says, can we talk? And you think to yourself, oh, man, I need to talk to this person. No, actually, you don't. You don't have to talk to this person. And you are well within your rights to say, no, we cannot talk because you do not need to hear 
an apology just so it can feed your ego or it somehow is on the basis of you moving on. Those are all personal problems and it should not require someone from the past coming in to making it easier for you. Um, so hear me, you don't have to hear apologies. Sometimes the sound of someone's voice or the sight of their face can cause you to, to relive trauma. And so being in the same space with people sometimes is an issue in itself because it, it impairs your overall functioning. So you don't overcome and face obstacles because someone else wants you to. So because someone comes to you and says that let's have this conversation, that, that doesn't mean that that needs to happen. So brothers and sisters, you will never be free if you let the captives tell you how to be free. So essentially, a lot of the people who have a lot of opinions and comments about what people should do in these situations, they're also struggling with the same situations. And they're equally unhappy, if not more miserable than you are. So taking their advice might not be the best thing to do. So I say unapologetically, I'll use myself as an, as an example, that Father's Day, it is pending. And there won't be a card. There won't be a call. There won't be anything sent the way of a man that left me and my sister for dead whenever we were children. Um, and it's still every bit of that person that he was whenever he left, vengeful, disingenuous, narcissistic, and delusional. I have made the choice to live out the true purpose of our relationship, which is nothing. We have reached our potential, which is nothing. There's nothing there. I am no longer a child in need of a parent's, of a parent's approval, of a parent's love, of a parent's validation. And that a lot of times is along with guilt and the belief that we're being noble somehow is what keeps us going back to toxic situations that do nothing but harm us. So it wasn't my idea to end all communication with my father. I mean, it was definitely something that he put out there in the atmosphere, although he probably didn't mean it. I decided to hold him accountable to that. And that's okay. There are many that feel my decision is harsh, but these are the same folks who are crying, scarred, and having annual breakdowns at the mere thought of having to face their parents or family that have caused them great trauma. Guys, do we need a visual of your brain to show you what it goes through when it, it endures traumatic experiences? There are a lot, of, a lot of chemical processes, a lot of mental health issues that stem from trauma, and you're going to keep inducing it for the sake of being the bigger person. What does that even really mean when you really think about it? Um, if, if you've done no wrong, or if you have made amends, you, you, you've done everything you, you can, to, to set the record straight, but someone continues to be insidious about, about, about being negative, about being harmful and detrimental to your mental and emotional well-being, why, why are we still trying to fix what can never be repaired? There are some things that just cannot be restored and something new has to be built. But in order for something new to be built, there must be new ingredients. And when you're using the same ingredients, the same things, you're likely going to have the same result, using the same cheap material to build a house that just was knocked over by a hurricane. Now, do we need for you to be reminded of the medications that you may take, the medications that you may need based on your experiences with certain people, whether it's mom or whether it's dad? Do you need that reminder to help you help you each time you, you're thinking to yourself, I need to go back and beat the bigger person or, or, or what, what, what would Jesus do? Um, some people sometimes do have to get left behind. 
So when you barely get out of a situation, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense as to why you would try to go back into that same situation. There is little to gain and oftentimes much more to lose whenever you do such things. And at the end of the day, it's you on this earth and you can't take people with you. So what is the means to the, what you know the means to the end of the situation is that you were never intended to be glued at the hip and to believe that we have to be so interconnected that 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 we're going to march into the sunset together the reality is, is is that you have to go your separate way anyway one day hopefully though under under good circumstances you know under peaceful and loving circumstances but at the end it's it's you and god and and you can't take mom and dad with you so you really should consider that when you're 40 and 50 and 60 years old and you're still stressing out and feeling like you have to go and do certain things for certain individuals. Now, don't get me wrong. If you feel that you've been called, if you feel it is the will of God for you to be there and to do various things, then do that. But do it with grace. Don't complain. Don't let 364, 363 days of the year go by and everything's fine. And then that one day comes and, and the world comes falling down. Your children have to deal with, with your with your unhappiness, you know, your dissatisfaction, your negativity surrounding Mother's Day. You have to vent to them. They have to hear you every year, year after year, because you have your annual episode, because now it is time to go and deal with that parent. But if you want to do that, more power to you. Absorb every blow if that's what you feel you must do. But if you think it makes you noble or more right in the eyes of God, it really doesn't because it's about doing it's about doing what what is in your heart. And if you're doing something because you think it makes you makes you right, it probably makes you wrong because the the motivations behind it really aren't what they need to be. So I don't want to be like you isn't good enough. I hear all the time people saying things like, well, I don't want to be like mom. Or I don't want to be like dad. How does that make you like mom or make you like dad if you're simply just holding them accountable to what they put out in the atmosphere, to the poison they put out in the atmosphere? Simply just saying that I no longer will engage in this toxic hamster in a wheel situation with you is you not being like mom or dad because if they're willing to keep it going, to keep the pettiness going, and you're not, then you've already separated yourself from the situation. And it's more important to separate yourself from bad situations than to focus on the bad people. People are dysfunctional. You know, they have their own experiences. Mom and dad may have went through many of the same things that you went through, but just did not have the discipline or the mental fortitude to, to break every chain. And that's okay. Let them negotiate themselves. Let them work their lives out by themselves and you not be there to continue to be the punching bag for what the stress ball for whatever it is that they have gone through. So I don't want to be like you is not good enough. To say something like that is not operating freely and from a place of authenticity. And that's just something that we have to just accept. It's just not. That's not a, that's not good enough. So you have one life and you have one mind. It should not be dictated by the ones that hurt you or even help you. You need to be in the driver's seat and your life needs your undivided attention. Your mental and emotional well-being needs your undivided attention. You can't be caught up here trying to fix this relationship here, fix that relationship there, whenever at the end of the day, you're not the problem. 
people always make it seem like, oh, it takes two. No, sometimes one person literally is the problem. And by eliminating that person out of your life, you have set yourself on a path to success, on a path of healing. And when you decide to go back and give that flower, give that card, you are reopening the wounds because you are letting that person in again. And essentially, you are reminiscing, likely, over all the things that that you've been through. And this person oftentimes thinks that that card, that whatever it is, is an invitation. A lot of people don't understand when they're simply just being respected or being recognized. And that's just that's just what it is. A lot of people think that, okay, now you get it. You're going to go ahead and submit to me and you're going to come correct and you're going to come back around. And you're going to do like I always expected you to do. Because a lot of times parents have a way of seeing their children in the same space as they were when they were kids. The fact that you're an adult now, you make your own decisions, you have your own money, you have your own life. It's not something that certain people can respect. And and because of that, that's why some parents are willing to let to cut you out themselves, are willing to live a life without you because of the reasons that you will not submit, you will not give in. But when you come and you you praise and you give the adoration and all these things of that nature, it's like you're saying, great job, mom, great job, dad. And the reality is, is that the answer may be no. I will never acknowledge Father's Day again. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. But I understand where, where my heart is. And it's at a place of being free. Instead of a place of being liberated and not having to be stressed out when the day comes. Majority of the time, I don't even know when the day comes until I see the card section and all the advertisements at a Walmart or a Target or something like that, because I no longer have to have that anxiety, that woozy feeling in my stomach saying, oh God, what do I do? Let me go find a card for dad. And I read through 10 of them and none of them applies to anything that has to do with who this person is or who this person has been to me. And then finally, I have to find a card that has no words in it so I can write a few or a card that simply just says, happy Father's Day, love you always, because all the things that go into fatherhood, the things that we that are encouraging about fatherhood, the things that are noble, that are honorable about fatherhood, you have a person that meets none of those things, checks none of those boxes, but yet you're you're sending them something as if it does you're taking them to dinner when they may have never made a child support payment. You know what I'm saying? It's like they owe you technically, but yet you're you're showering them with gifts. So it's very, very backwards. A lot of us have been through some very tumultuous situations and we cannot let other people who have not had those experiences tell us how to be in those moments. Because when the Father's Day is over and you're depressed and you're having to make a visit to your counselor to talk about what just happened again for the 40th year in a row, at some point, you got to understand what insanity is doing the same thing, but expecting a different result. So let's start here. Focus on you, focus on your healing, focus on your new beginning, and let's start there. Um, that's my time today, guys. Dr. Paco with you. Um, if you want to support this movement, you can always go to drpaco.com, look at some of the uh, merchandise that I have, or you can always donate directly to my podcast on any of these streaming sites. Um, I have uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcaster, Spotify. Um, it's all greatly appreciated. Um, so without further, Dr. Paco out. Mm-hmm.